Welcome to Blue Spring Out Loud. My name is Harold Buckner, and I lead business consulting for Blue Spring Wealth Partners. And I'm so excited today to be joined by Quint Tatro. Quint is the founder of Jewel Financial and the creator and host of a top-rated personal finance podcast called DIY Money. And today, we're going to learn how Quint and his team built DIY Money into an industry-leading podcast. Welcome, Quint. Hey, thanks, Harold. Good to be here. Appreciate it. Hey, we're so excited to have you today. And we'd like to start out, just share a little bit about Quint Tatro and Jewel Financial. Yeah, so uh, Jewel Financial is an independent RIA. You know, we joined Blue Spring March of 2022. Uh, We serviced uh, geographically the central Kentucky region. We're based in Lexington, but we have clients all over the United States, part of which we're going to obviously talk about today and how that came to fruition. Uh, we are planning focused, planning centered firm uh, with a, an emphasis on obviously fee only investment advisory. Thereafter, a pretty pretty small team. There's five of us uh, in the office full time with a another ancillary sort of part time advisor, and uh, growing you know growing the business uh, exponentially over the last several years, and certainly uh, look to continue in the, in the future. Your firm has a tremendous growth trajectory and a presence that's so much bigger than Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, you're nationwide. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with the idea to start the podcast. So yeah, media has always been in our in our DNA in, in the firm. We really uh, grew locally as an advisory firm through radio, local radio. We were involved in and uh, talk show sort of format. We were a guest, a regular guest on one of the more popular conservative talk show hosts uh, programs here in the city of Lexington. And I've done that for 20 plus years. Uh, I'm a CNBC commentator. I, I started doing CNBC in 2008, I believe it was. So I've been doing that a very long time. So media has always been sort of in our DNA and, our, and an opportunity we felt to educate folks. So we don't, we don't, I hate to use the term market because we don't advertise our services. We, we go on to these outlets and we, we really try to, to communicate and articulate what might be going on in the industry and the, in the, you know, financial markets or the economy in a, in a plain vanilla sort of main street way for our, for our folks to, to, uh, you know, understand. And that, that's always seemed to resonate. That's helped us quite a bit. About four or five years ago now, I took some time away. I, you know, like a lot of folks in the industry, after 20 plus years in the business, I felt as though we were sort of, and, and personally speaking, I was sort of plateauing in, in what we were doing. And I wanted to really get away and, and spend some personal time and personal reflection. I, I encourage everybody to do that. I'm sure you've done that, Harold, in your successful business career, just to take personal time away spend time reflecting on on what you've done and where you're going with your life and uh, and maybe maybe change course if you need to. So I spent some time out there. Personally, I, I dovetailed a, a client meeting that I had had down in the Florida region and and went to the beach just myself for a couple of days. And uh, and I spent time really thinking about, okay, what what does my life look like and what am I doing? And and one of the things I kept coming back to is that over the last you know several years prior to that little getaway, Our firm had grown and wonderful things were happening, but I felt as if our service to people was starting to wane. We were more interested and really geared towards the higher net worth individuals. And certainly we love helping those people, but there was a dire need. There is a dire need, still is, in my opinion, 
to help people on the personal finance level. There's a few folks doing it, doing it well, the Dave Ramseys of the world, Susie Orman, et cetera. But I personally have always felt like they didn't identify well with me. I, I you know, I'm, I don't know. I just always felt like they maybe spoke a little different language. And, and so I, I, I was, I felt there was a niche and, 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 and a need, I'm sorry, a niche, a, a need to be a niche in the industry and just have a little bit of a different voice. And so I came away from that weekend. And I thought to myself, okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take the success we've had in in the industry, and we're going to start a service project, and we're gonna we're gonna start a podcast, and we're gonna really start to voice a message of personal finance and practical applications and how to handle budgeting and get out of debt and all, all that. And again, it had, I mean, obviously that's very far removed from sitting down with someone who has $5 million net worth and is trying to come up with complex tax strategies. So this was totally different. This was not a, this was not any at all an ability to grow our business. This was just an ability for me to say, how do I find more meaning in what I'm doing? How do I serve more people? How do I help people? And I'll never forget because you know, Daniel, especially if you listen to the podcast, our personalities are quite quite a bit different. And so I remember texting him uh, while I was away, it was like a day in and I said, okay, I've had an epiphany. We need to help more people. We need to service more people and and we need to do it, you know, not our clients, not people that we would expect to be clients. And I said, I'd like to start this podcast. I've come up with an idea named DIY Money. I mean, I was just ranting. I was so excited, page after page. And of course, Daniel's response was like, yeah, that's cool. And I was like, no, you don't understand. This is going to be the greatest thing ever. Like, we need to do this. Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, yeah, well, let's talk about it when you get back. And I'm like, oh, I got so angry. But uh, but that was Daniel. That's always been Daniel. You know, I, I'm I'm a visionary and entrepreneur and and want to run 100 miles in one direction. And, and Daniel helped sort of figure out how to actually make that work. So I came back and uh, from that time and I had laid out a little business plan and and uh, we'd spend some time. And when, it, and when the idea didn't die, right? When it didn't just kind of become a, a you know, a fading, fading in the wind of a, of a kind of a fleeting idea, and it became this real thing. Uh, next thing you know, we had he had gotten some time in a local radio station, again, due to our connections in the radio space, to actually cut a podcast inside the, the radio. Uh, I knew that podcasts had to have there was a couple qualities and one is one is solid audio, right? You want to you want to have really good quality audio. And so I knew that uh, we could do that at a very low cost. And so we went in and uh, and and cut a podcast. And and initially, this was the interesting thing, Harold, is that initially the the podcast format, the DIY money format that is today was not the first few episodes. The first few episodes was a traditional you know, a couple of guys sitting around, advisors talking about a strategy, right? Like, oh, let's talk about Roth IRAs and why they're good and how you should do them. And let's talk about credit card debt. And after about two or three episodes, Daniel, you know, was really good. And he's saying, okay, what are we going to talk about over the next couple of weeks? We need to lay out a production schedule. And I wanted to gouge my eyeballs out. I was like, this is awful. This is not going to work. Sitting down for an hour trying to develop content. I mean, this is terrible. And so I knew that the idea, the, the the nucleus of the idea was good, but the but the execution at that moment was not. And so I was sort of we were sitting there and, and racking brain, and out of nowhere, I mean, I had not heard of anybody doing this, and and I really think it was like this light bulb, you know, bloom went off, and I said, "What if we had people send in audio questions, and we?" 
took that audio question, kicked it around, and then answered it on the podcast. And that was the podcast. And of course, Daniel said, well, why would anyone want to do that? Like, why would anybody send? I said, we'll incentivize them. We'll give them a $25, you know, Amazon gift card or something. And so we immediately went, it was was interesting. We were at a Starbucks across the street from the radio station that we usually cut the podcast at. We were just having a coffee talking about it. I called the producer. I said, hey, are you in there? Can we cut a five-minute you know, little podcast thing. He said, yeah, come on by. So I went on and and a, literally a five, I said, hey, thanks so much for listening to DIY Money. There was probably 10 people listening at the time. Thanks so much for listening to DIY Money. We're changing our format after a whopping like three episodes. And I said, if you have a question, get on your phone, record it in the voice memo, email it to us. We'll give you a $25 Amazon gift card. And so that was the podcast. Five minutes went out. And again, we probably had friends and family and a couple randoms listening to it. Well, we got a couple questions and that turned into a couple episodes. That turned into a couple more episodes. And we get about 10,000 downloads per episode now. Uh, and so it it just, I mean, it immediately from that point organically took off and it's been great ever since. Well, I'm a huge fan. I listen to the podcast every weekend what I'm out and about. Uh, love the format. And tell us a little bit more about your co-hosts because you've got multiple co-hosts that participate in the show. You've got Daniel and you've got Logan. You kind of kick the show off with what you call bro talk, which is a great way to ease into the to the podcast and, and to get to the question for the day. But talk more about your co-hosts because they are amazing. Yeah. First, I want to touch on what you just said, though. It's kind of funny. We, we never, we, we didn't, all of this is organic. I think some of the best ideas, I mean, again, as an entrepreneur, you'd say, well, what's the business plan? What's the schematic to make? I, I don't know. I mean, we we just we just went with it and, you know, is very, very organic. Now to the next level, we probably need to, you know, actually put some kind of business plan in place and so forth. But neither here nor there. I, the the quote bro talk, we would just start the podcast off. And I always felt it important. I still do. I mean, anybody in business, especially our business, that we have to be genuine. Nobody wants to hear from some guy who pretends to live in this, you know, pedestal or on this pedestal. And it's absurd. So I wanted people to know that we're real human beings, that, you know, we we have personal lives. I have three kids. I have a wife. Sometimes it's messy. I have personal hobbies. I run. Daniel's a coffee snob. I mean, I just wanted to talk about those things. And so every podcast, I would, you know, look at Daniel and sometimes like pulling teeth. I'd be like, Daniel, what's going on in your life? Right. And he'd be like, nothing, you know, or whatever. And I'd, and I'd pull it out as biking. He's a cyclist. I mean, he's got some interesting things. And so we would pull that out. Well, one time we were reading reviews. I don't know if you went back and ever caught this podcast, but we were reading reviews and I was like, hey, we're getting great reviews because we jumped in the charts very quickly. We were identified as a, as a top podcast. At one point, we were number one in, in personal finance and budgeting on iTunes and Spotify. And you really have to work at those things. We've kind of We've kind of slacked off a little bit, but you really have to have people giving you reviews and, and sharing it. And you really have to promote that stuff. And we were doing that. And so we jumped up very quickly. So one time I was reading reviews and this was organic. I was like, what do our reviews say? And I'm on my phone and I'm, oh, you know, so thanks so much. Great podcast. Love the content. This is great. And then one gal was like, a uh, couple of guys, bro talk, stupid, ridiculous, could do without that, shows for loser. I mean, just bashed us, right? I mean, a hundred great reviews, one sour apple. And of course, everybody tells you, don't worry about the haters. Well, no, I was like, what? 
you bro talk? You don't like our bro talk? Like, so that became a funny kind of ha ha is every question thereafter, people would be like, hey, Quinn Daniel, love the bro talk, you know, keep it coming, wouldn't be here without it. And then they'd ask their question. So it just became a funny ha ha on that one review, right? But Daniel's a certified financial planner. He's been with me now uh, for over 13 years. He's been a great uh, partner in the business. Uh, and again, he he's the the yang to my yin or whatever. Uh, we just we just kind of approach things differently. But he does. He handles our planning department. He does uh, oversees all of our complex uh, financial retirement estate planning for our clients. And so he's very well versed and, and knowledgeable in the industry. And again, just his personality is quite a bit different than mine. So we approach it, you know, a little bit differently. Logan is a junior advisor in our office, rising superstar. He actually celebrated his second year with us just yesterday, uh, mid-November. And he brings a, a unique, uh, you know, younger sort of approach. He's just getting started recently, married, still, you know, living in an apartment, looking to save. And so again, we try to, we try to bring practical application. We don't want to be like, oh, well, the book says do this. Like, I mean, no, I want to I want to share with you what I'm doing. My three kids. I mean, great example. Everybody asks about college college funding. Well, I have three children and I don't use a 529. And I don't need to go into why, but I talk about that on the podcast. Like, if you go to 90% of advisors in the country and you have children, they're going to go, well, let's talk about a 529 plan as a way of saving for college. I didn't use one. And I talk about why. And, and again, it's a personal application. Uh, and we'll continue that. I mean, we, we will continue as our business expands and new folks come into the to the fold and, and work with our clients. We'll bring them into the podcast as well. So we certainly hope to expand that cast of characters as well. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tell us a little bit about how the podcast has impacted your business. So this was amazing and totally unexpected. And it it is it it was not some you know bait and switch. Like I never even had in the back of my mind, oh, maybe this becomes a becomes a thing for our business at all. Never did. So what's happened though is our as our audience has grown, uh certainly the demographic of our audience clearly, and I'm learning this, is not just broke millennials uh looking to figure out how to budget. There are some very wealthy, uh, high-income earners, sometimes young, sometimes older. We have older folks as well who listen to the podcast. And what's happened there is I believe that they've built up a level of trust and confidence and credibility in us as, as podcast hosts. They've, they've clearly vetted our business and they've ultimately become clients. So we've gotten, uh, we've gotten quite a few great clients from this podcast. And again, never in my wildest dreams did I expect that. There's not any set, you know, kind of narrow demographic. I can't say, oh, a 27-year-old high-income earners in the tech industry. Nope. Everyone from a, you know, 52-year-old single female living out in, you know, Northwest uh, United States to, uh, you know, high-income young millennials that are in the tech space in Nashville. So it's quite a diverse audience. And it really has lent us to say, wow, how can we then not just double down on that, but how can we make sure that our audience is aware that we're available to be, you know, advisors for them? So you will, I mean, there's no, now there's no uh, secret when you hear a podcast and if it's a question, because sometimes people will ask a question and it really is user specific. 
So they'll say, you know, I, I, I need to know, should I invest in a Roth or should I keep with my traditional 401k? And we'll, we'll go through the, the differences and what may be there to think about, but you will now consistently hear me say something like, you know, this actually would be a great question for an advisor. If you have one, great. If you don't, look us up. And so what we're going to be doing, this is totally organic. And it's been a lot of the way our firm has evolved over the years, but we are now going to shape our firm and our brand and our and our sort of view, like the way you view our firm to fit more with how the podcast is growing. So it, it started as, hey, I, we've got this established firm. We work with folks in and around the Kentucky region, high net worth, you know, retirees, et cetera. And I want to start this service project. Well, now all of a sudden, the quote service project has become this growing organism, wonderful, you know, large and and growing rapidly podcast with a brand. How can that influence what we're doing over here to lend, you know, to that and and help people who who need the you know help and the advisory services from that? So it's exciting. Uh, I never anticipated it being a a, a driver of a business, but it certainly is. That's awesome. And and if you if there are other businesses out there that are considering starting a podcast or just expanding their media presence, what advice would you give to them? Don't wait. Just get going. I mean, I I uh, one of the one of the interviews. So I I have always again media has been in our DNA, and just even personally, I, I've always uh, I've always enjoyed it. And years ago, when we had a a radio show, we actually did a radio show called Savings and Sense. It was a local radio show. Uh, it was great, but it, we realized very quickly this is not something we want to really pour resources into. It just I don't know. It was more. It was more like forced. It was not organic and and it was just forced and so forth. But I did an interview on there one time. There's an entrepreneur in our neck of the woods who started a, a multi-billion dollar agricultural business in our in our area in central Kentucky. It's a phenomenal business. And he started with $10,000 out of his garage. And he was a local hero. He's since passed away, uh, but he was an unbelievable local uh, entrepreneur hero, amazing for the community. And I interviewed him in his office before he passed. It was a, it was amazing that I had the opportunity to do it. I'll never forget what he said to me, Harold. One of the things he said, he says, my motto in life is don't worry about getting it right, just get it going. You can figure out the rightness later, right? You can figure out how to tweak it and so on and so forth. So I see so many people uh, have paralysis by analysis. Oh, I need to start a podcast, but what would we talk about? How would we do that? Well, that doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. They can get on their phone. They could record a memo. They could put it up on a on a third-party uh, podcasting platform. We use Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. There's a million of them out there, I'm sure, and immediately have a podcast. And they could immediately be directing people to that podcast. Now, refining it, determining where it goes from there, adding production value, all that semantics later. Forget it, forget it, you know, down the road. But I would encourage people, it's a great way to connect with the audience. It's cheap and and it lasts. It, it's, it's timeless. So when you do them, I mean, we've been doing them for years now and it just builds up even more and more credibility. So people can go back. There's hundreds upon hundreds of episodes. It takes time, but I would, my number one, piece of advice would be don't wait, get it moving. 
That's awesome. And Quint, I know you started to touch on this, but future plans, what can you share with us on how you see things evolving? Yeah, this is uh, this is interesting because I feel like as a as a host, I'm good at hosting and and I'm not really good at anything else. So I I can communicate, I can talk about what's happening in the podcast. I you know I I'm great at answering questions and so forth. As far as you know where to go with this, it's to be determined, Harold. I I really don't know. I feel like we are on the cusp of something very big. And we could easily expand this into different social media outlets, into a bigger brand. We could, you know, the sky's the limit. I think it will take it will take help. It will take other resources. I think it would it, it would take sort of getting serious about it. I, I mean, I hate to say it in that that vein, but I I think it will take that. And I think that's what we're now trying to figure out, Daniel and I and Logan, is is where do we want to take this? Who who can help us to do that and so forth? And we're not in any rush. It's a good thing now. We like it. But I just don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, but I, I, I know that number one for me, the minute it becomes more like a job, it won't be any fun. So I love what we're doing. I love the answering questions. I love it, you know, if we could bring some other people in to help create a business around it to really let it grow and expand, wonderful. If we don't, that's okay too. It's awesome. I've got to tell you, it's, it's been so impressive starting a business in Lexington, Kentucky, taking the business national, given your media presence and the success of the podcast. You, you're a great entrepreneur. You've got a tremendous team with Daniel and Logan and the rest of the folks in your organization. And it's a real honor for us to have the opportunity to work with you along the way. Get to watch all the great things that you and the team are doing. And uh, it's truly a pleasure uh, since we've had a chance to get to know each other. And I love the podcast. Uh, and I suggest everybody else out there be a follower. So Quint, if they want, if other folks who are listening uh, want to tune into the podcast, where should they go? Yeah, before I share that, I will say I echo the sentiment, Harold. We have in thoroughly enjoyed being part of the Blue Spring family. I love it. If if there are Blue Spring partners listening to this and you have any interest in starting a podcast or growing a podcast or want tips and I'm happy to chat with you. Your success is our success. Anything we could do to collaborate would be great. So I love that you guys are behind the podcast. You're interested in the I mean, it's just it's fantastic. So that that thank you for those compliments. But it I I can't stress enough how wonderful it is to be part of the family. Any platform that has a podcast should have our podcast. So you can simply type in DIY, David Indigo Yellow, right? Do it yourself. DIY money. Uh, and you will be able to find the podcast. You can click subscribe and make sure you give us that five-star review so that we can move up in the ranks, right? That's awesome. Yeah, I follow you on on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So very easy to find it. You guys are tremendous. Quint, this has been awesome. And until next time, this is Blue Spring Out Loud signing off. <laughs>